thank you so much. This, this is a huge, huge thing. This is a huge thing for this movie. It opens in a week wide. It's difficult to make movies without big movie stars in the leads and, and get people to come and see it in a cinema. And I really hope this means that people will turn up and see it on a big screen for which it was intended. I want to say thank you to Christy Wilson Cairns, my co-writer, Tom Newman for his incredible score, three extraordinary producers, and to the HFPO for this uh, and for what you've given to this movie. Thank you so very, very much. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. I am Matt Neglia, and the Golden Globes just ended here, and I am being joined to give uh, some immediate reactions with Nicole Ackman. Hi, everybody. Lauren LaMagna. What up? Amanda Spears. Hello. Michael Schwartz. Hello, everyone. And Dan Baer. Sorry, Netflix. Ooh, ooh, that's... <laughs> ooh. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Laura Dern did win tonight, okay? <laughs> I just love that after the ridiculous amounts of spending and press that they've engaged in this season, they walked away with two Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Dan, they're putting it into that Oscar campaign. They didn't like, stop at the Globes. I, I know, like, this is not the end-all be-all. This is not the end game, but still, it makes me laugh. But Apple could even buy Jennifer Aniston at Globes, so, you know, it's not, it's not just Netflix. Yeah, so, yeah, there's a lot of things about tonight that made me laugh uh, a couple of times sometimes uh with glee sometimes with lull kind of a feeling of oh man i just want to see what the internet will do if this happens you know that sort of a thing um i would say that the evening though was just very odd for me from beginning to end uh starting with the pre- the presentation of the awards the order yeah so strange. what like what the hell was up with that tonight so strange I don't understand why you would do best television series drama and then do uh, best television series actor later. Like it just stuff like that. It was like, what are we doing here? You know, and then, like, like an hour like, later, out of a hat. Yeah. And then like an hour later, they did best actress in a drama series, and it's like, okay, we get it that you think Renee, that, that you think Jennifer Aniston is going to win this. But at least, you know, Apple TV proved that you cannot buy a Golden Globe. Hey, Tim Cook was in the room. True. You know, I just kept thinking to myself the whole time, what is like the guy who's head of the most profitable company in the world? Like, how does he find time in his schedule to go to the Golden Globes? You know, just. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.
Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, I guess the big takeaway uh, from tonight, from for me at least, is uh, 1917 wins the top prize, best motion picture drama. Sam Mendes also wins director. And immediately, and I said this earlier today on our recorded podcast, that 1917 could pull a revenant and be that late-breaking December film that uh, just comes in at the right time for the Globes. And, you know, like uh, The Revenant, also winning uh, the BAFTA, we could see 1917, a very British film, also kind of uh, repeat in a similar fashion. And remember, like, Atonement did this also. And it, this was, of course, when there was only five Best Picture nomination nominees and barely made it into the top five. So it, it's probably going to it doesn't mean that this is now the Oscar front runner for best picture. No. Remember when they also did this too with avatar and James Cameron, mm-hmm. one director in the film, one yeah, picture uh, as well. And I think that's the perfect comparison here. Cause mm-hmm. avatar is a movie that went on to then win. I think it was three Oscars and they were all techs, which is what I'm still predicting for 1917, mm-hmm. even though tonight may give it a leg up in the best director race. Speaking of 1917 though, uh, losing something, uh, the score, uh, Thomas Newman, was not able to capitalize. Instead, uh, Hildur, uh, you know, I have trouble with it. Everyone has trouble with it. Jennifer Lopez had trouble with it. I'm so sorry. We'll get it right at some point. But she ended up winning uh, for Joker here. And I'm just curious if we're thinking that that could be kind of a surprise thing now for this category come Oscar time. I didn't see it coming, but I love, love, love seeing a woman win that category. There's only been two, I think, that have ever done it. It yeah. was, I think, I think, good for them. Like, if she wins, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think one of the female wins before also was um, a female who had co-written a score with another man. Yeah, so it, it was uh, Hans Zimmer for uh, Gladiator. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that was actually, like, back in the 70s when they had the original score lyricist kind of category. They used to have a lot more score categories than they do mm-hmm. now. So it's exciting. I mean, it proves that there are other jobs for women in film other than acting and directing because they like to focus on the directing part of it. No, and we were seeing also too of like Rachel Morrison getting a cinematography nomination for Mudbound a few years yeah. ago, you know, that we're, we're, we're seeing, like you're saying, just uh, more women pop up in different uh, positions within the filmmaking art form. And that's very, very exciting to see. And not costumes and production design. Like, yeah, right. It's, great, to see it's great seeing women in tech. Like that's, not that like it's real tech, but like just different non-gendered stereotype roles that women would be in. Sure. Absolutely. Totally agree. With that said, I still want Thomas Newman to win his first ever Oscar because God <laughs> help me if he doesn't. He's never won a Golden Globe, so it's like, oh, poor guy, you were not off to a good start. <sighs> we'll see what happens there. Joaquin Phoenix uh, won Best Actor in a Drama. Uh, that was really widely predicted by all of us. In fact, honestly... All of the acting categories the went exactly as we all thought they were going to yeah. go. I could see all the well, main acting. Yeah, I, I mean, like, <sighs> there were some islands. You know, we were going over our predictions earlier today. You know, some of you guys, you know, were throwing some interesting curveballs, you know, looking to see what, ste- what stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing wild. Yeah, nothing out of the blue. It was like, you know, yeah. Aquafina over Ana de Armas. But, you know, that was sort of expected. Well, but even then, it was like, I think Aquafina was still the widely predicted number one of that category, you know? Yeah. yeah. We even got to see a Tom Hanks speech tonight, even without him having to win for Best Supporting Actor, <laughs> which was lovely. Yeah, I think God, that was the so moment good. of the night and maybe secured his uh, spot in the Oscar nominations. I know there are only two days until voting closes, 
But hey, he already has this and then the SAG nomination. So there was love to begin with. And this may have just brought it all home. I don't know how you watch that montage of all of his movies. And then you don't like if you haven't cast your ballot, you don't say to yourself, oh, God, I got to I got to mention Tom Hanks. (laughs) And don't BAFTA for any clarity on Hanks. They have never awarded him. So no, he gets snubbed. It's not the end of the world. I agree. I do see the main force, which is, you know, Joaquin, Renee, Dern and Pitt starting their sweep. I don't see anyone else really breaking into it. I see that it's going to be these four. Can we see a scenario like we saw, uh, what was it, two years ago? Yeah, where um, all four of the acting categories could potentially sweep all the big televised awards? Possibly, but I think Renee might might still be, uh, of the four, the weakest because the film needs to get something else in the nomination. Because oh, it's, it's getting makeup and nomination. Yeah, especially after that bake-off that it had. I think it's definitely getting in there now, for sure. Yeah, and NAFTA has always been her nemesis, or was her nemesis the last time she was in the lead, the front runner for after winning side for Chicago. So let's all hold out for a minute. I, I'm just trying to stir the pot, because we're all like just, you know, yep, this mm-hmm. is happening. Yeah, it is happening until it's not. That's like been the thing with Renee yeah. is that she needs in order for her to win the Oscar, she needs to sweep the whole thing. If she loses yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Moving over to TV really quick. So Fleabag wins uh, best television series comedy. Phoebe Waller-Bridge wins for uh, lead actress. Oh, my God. That Obama joke sent me. <laughs> I love her so much. That was terrific. Oh, so good. Please do a third season. I, I love her. Uh, she's not. She's been so adamant that it's not happening. <laughs> I love it. Let oh, it. I can't wait to see what she, Then I can't wait to see what she does next because I think it'll be amazing. And She has something that she's working on with Andrew Scott. Oh my yeah. God. Well, she's also got this thing called uh, No Time to Die, which we'll all watch in the theaters mm-hmm. next year. So, yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, speaking of yay, Fleabag, Olivia Coleman, yay, Fleabag. <laughs> Yeah. You know, actually, I have a fun Olivia Coleman fact for you guys, just to look a little bit ahead. If she, if Fleabag wins ensemble and the Crown win ensemble at the SAG Awards, she will be the first person in the history of the SAG Awards to win two ensemble awards on the same night. Holy oh, shit! God, that'd be amazing. Awards. I mean, would that not be like the crazy? Like seriously, that's how baller her career is right now. <laughs> I'm very happy for her all around. Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our immediate reactions to the 2020 Golden Globe Award winners here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full podcast, you will have to head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this podcast and other exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which, like I said, Patreon, Next Best Picture, $1 minimum a month. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time. Hello, this is Gary Chachot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. 
Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.